Welcome everybody to your favorite podcast, Get a Bucket. I'm your host, Trey, and I got a special introduction here. My cousin, Hakima Jackson. Everybody give him some love. Show him some love. Hey, what's up, everybody? Good to be here on the podcast. Now, just for y'all who, you know, don't know, Hakima... <laughs> <laughs> He's a little bashful about it, so I had to cut some of his accomplishments down, right? So, you know, I'm just going to keep him vague. Uh, he scored 30 points in a high school championship game. All right, you know, he went to DeMatha High School, for those of y'all who don't know, DeMatha is actually a pretty well-known school for basketball. Uh, played the D1 Howard, and uh, he was also a coach. So his credentials are a lot better than mine. You know, I, we're not going to talk about mine. We're not going to talk about mine. Um, I'll give y'all a little bit more information about me, though. You know, I, I did sprain my ankle. I, I am on the recovery list. Uh, my season is starting back up for my league. You know, we are five-time champions. It is okay. We are going for that 6-1. All right. So, Akima, how how you been, man? How's everything going? Oh, everything's great, man. Just had a, you know, beautiful daughter, Farah, lovely wife, Stacy. We had a, a lot of fun being a dad. But yeah, man, came here to talk about this hoop. I feel you. I feel you, man. So, we're going to start with then, uh, Start with a little bit with the NBA. How you feel about how, how you feel about the Rockets? I'm looking forward to watching some of those games, man. That's going to be some an exciting show right there. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they gel together, you know, because they're the most like ball dominant. Um, I think they probably lead the league in usage or you know percentage of time with the ball in your hands, mm. pity patting around, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. You know, I imagine Harden's going to still be one of the leaders in the league in scoring, you know, might probably drop off a little bit. You know, if I had to throw a number out there, I'd say his average goes down by about six points, you know, or something like that. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I don't know how far they'll make it in the playoffs, you know, but I think it'll be interesting. It'll be fun to watch. So which player do you think will get the most scrutiny? Because – you know, James Harden's been there, so people can view him as the consistent problem, um, whereas Russell Westbrook is coming in. So, you know, to a degree, like, the Houston Rockets have arguably been the second most effective team in the NBA over the last four to five years, like, except for, you can maybe argue the Cavs, but I think you could put it on the yeah. Rockets, to be honest with you. So, yeah. who do you think gets the most scrutiny? And like you did say, they are the most two utilized players, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll do great in the regular season. Um but I think the a big thing is like you know Russell Westbrook was you know shot terribly last year like one of his worst statistical performances I think like shooting from the field he did vow to come back from that though yeah Do you so believe him? uh I think so I mean if you get paid you know what forty fifty million dollars a year you should be able to get up what eight you know two three thousand shots a day. You know, I mean, but we see that's what I would do if I was, um, you know, Russell Westbrook. But we've seen athletes not perform well before, and they get paid millions of dollars, like a la Shaq. Yeah, and and the man couldn't hit a free throw worth a damn. Yeah, I mean, but if you look at Russell Westbrook's like personality, I would you would think that if he if he actually said that, like if he he wasn't like, oh, my shooting is fine, you know, if he actually said he was going to do that, he seems like someone that would actually like put in that work, you know. I actually think the Rockets are going to be a lot more formidable than formidable than people think. 
because they have a bigger guard who can be a little better on the defensive end in Russell Westbrook. He's also played with James Harden, so there's a little bit of consistency, a little bit of chemistry there already coming into the, into the fold. Mm-hmm. And Russell has not had the team like the Rockets have constructed. You have spacing, you have rebounders, yeah, you shooters. have blue guys, yeah. you have your shooters, you have a quality defender, rim protector, and Clint Capella. So I think they'll actually be pretty interesting. It actually will be a pretty damn good year for the Rockets, I think. Yeah. And this may be their best. This year and next year will be their best years to try to capture an NBA title. Because yeah. after that, I don't see either one of their athleticism holding up as well as it is now, personally. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's me. Yeah, Harden is interesting because I know we were talking about this earlier. Um, you know, he's one of those guys that, like, has a skill level that's going to surpass his athleticism. You think? You know? Yeah, I think so, man. I think he'll, you know, versus Russell Westbrook. Like, his game is so much, like, dependent on his athleticism. Mm. You know, blowing by people, you know, getting ahead of steam, jumping over people, you know. Especially, you know, I'm sure he'll work on his jumper to some extent. Mm. And hopefully it's got to go up from last year. But um, So do you think James Harden will remain kind of in that upper echelon of players for, like, a few more years? Because, like... When I say a few more, I mean like four to five. Because to me, I, I I see I see him tapering off in in two. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it depends on how uh, you know how he keeps himself in shape. Mm. I mean, he hasn't showed any sense of the uh, any signs of decline at all yet. So I, I would say four or five is probably I would give him four or five you know, before I would give him two. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, We're going to slide into quarter two. We're going to slide into quarter two. Did you watch the Dennis Rodman 30 for 30? I've not seen that. I need mm. to check that out. All right. I'm going to say right now off the rip, it is one of the, no, scratch that, the best 30 for 30 I've ever seen. Like, yeah. it was what? phenomenal. It was phenomenally orchestrated. Um Directed. What were you guys say? I was just gonna ask you, uh, what what period of his life did it focus on? Was it just oh, so start it, to finish, or was it the it North gave, Korea? Or it gave the it gave the early on, it gave the early on, and then it re, it was kind of highlighting really more so the NBA um, career, and then like the behind the scenes action. So you had Dennis Rodman, the player. You know, and people saw like, okay, well, he dyed his hair. You know, he wore a dress. He married himself. This, that, and third. But you got to actually understand the person. And to me, that was actually quite important. Like, it, it, it kind of helps you understand him. To me, it's it's funny seeing somebody marry themselves. You know, yeah. like, I was like, oh, damn, that's quite egotistical. Now, I'm actually going to, I'm not sure, are you saying marrying themselves? Like, he performed a ceremony? Are you saying he actually... Like, he married himself. Like, like he married, like, Dennis Rodman married Dennis, Dennis Rodman, Rodman to Dennis Rodman. I now pronounce you husband and husband. You may kiss the husband. Like somebody else married Dennis Rodman to Dennis okay. Rodman, and he had he had on a dress and everything, like no bull. Why do you have to wear a dress if he was wearing? Himself? I don't know why he That's wore weird. a dress. I can see if he wore like a top and then like you know a blouse and then like the, the tux, pants and shoes. It, that would make more sense. It, and then he had the bride thing up top, you know, half and half. It's weird, but in in his head, he was trying to remain atop of like the news, you know. He, he, he didn't feel loved growing up, so when he went to the Bad Boys, he actually felt like there was a family. Yeah. So then when they fired his coach, who to him was like a father figure, <laughs> it's like, oh, damn, like my man's leaving. Yeah. And then everything started crumbling. 
And then he went to the Bulls, and then he got a little more structure there, but he still had to remain, like, in the news. Like, it it was... I really got to understand Dennis yeah, I'm Rodman. I'm still stuck a lot on more. the marrying. I, 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 I can, can see. see. I can see. I can see. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. Like, you're really like it's baffled like, by yo, it. But. It's just like, we, I'm going to say this one thing and we move on. Like, what do you do for the honeymoon? Every 13 year old boy does. Chris <laughs> <laughs> Carlton, baby. <laughs> oh, it, it just. Like, it, all right, so it, it, for me, it kind of touched on mental health. Um, it kind of like highlighted things that like you know Kevin Love was talking about people like like it just shows you that we really have to start looking at our players and and really recognizing again they're people they're they're human beings and that's what this video really showed me I didn't focus on him being a terrible father or whatever the case may be like he he recognizes that I don't know if he's gonna change it anytime soon I I can't speak on it. Yeah. But, like, you know, like, it, it really just kind of gave you, like, a nice understanding of Dennis Rodman. I hope we get, like, a lot more 30 for 30s on players. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for the Mambo one myself. Yeah. But that's just me, though. Do you, now, would you say you were a Dennis Rodman fan? Oh, man. Yeah, I was a big fan of Dennis Rodman. Um, you know, because I was a fan of the Bulls. You know, everybody enjoyed, you know, Jordan. Um, you know, he's one of the greats, man. You know, that was a great run he had. Like, and then they picked up Dennis Rodman for that second run. Um, so I, I became a fan of him, like, you know, just becoming, uh, just because I was a fan of the Bulls, mm. um, you know, but, uh, yeah, I definitely always, like, he was, he had great rebounding techniques, mm. when I was young, I used to play, like, forward, you know, and so I, I you tried to use a lot of those, like, he'd go under the basket, and then, like, back out, and then get positioned like that, mm. you know, so that was a good, um, you know, you could learn a lot from watching Dennis Rodman, mm. um. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, he was really, he was always, always interested in watching him play. I remember a lot of games, like, in that in that playoff run, I think maybe the last one, um, like, he was always in people's head. Like, Alonzo Mourning, you know, he had him so flustered. I remember one game, Alonzo Mourning was at the free throw line yelling at him, like, you're sick, man. You're sick. <laughs> I was like, dang, what did he, I wonder what he did, man. <laughs> like, you know, Carl Malone, you know, would get real angry with him. Right. But then they had, uh, you know, that open court show with mm. uh, Charles Barkley and mm. you know, Kenny Smith mm. and all those guys. And uh, Charles Barkley said he would just hit him in the chest in the beginning of every game. And then he would he would stop all the funny stuff. So, you know. But, yeah, I was a fan of Dennis Rodman, man. You know what I'm saying? He gave me one of my best NBA Live memories. NBA Live 96, no memory card. <laughs> Down two points. He hit the half court shot for me. <laughs> One point eight seconds left. Yeah, I'll never forget that. Apparently, huh? What was that? That was twenty three years ago. Damn, that was a you really loud. Yeah, I had my memory card wasn't working, man, so it wouldn't save. That was a minute ago, Jesus. Yeah. That's actually kind of funny though. You're you played guard, but you really focused on Dennis Robbins like rebounding ability. That's yeah. Well, I was a, I was a forward till like you know eighth grade, I mm. guess. You know. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, quarter two just ended. We're going to slide on in the halftime then. We're going to slide on in the halftime. I'm going to grab a little brewski real quick. Um, Real quick, let me ask you fast. Uh, You know, married, recently married, relatively speaking. If your wife took food off your plate, like, how mad are you? Like, like, oh, man, I try not to get mad about that. For real? Yeah, let her have some food, man. She she doesn't feel that way, but I'm like, 
Oh, who cares? I would be um, quite blown, actually, if, if she took food off my plate. Like, the fuck? Like, like I'm blown. Like, I, I'd be quite pissed. Like, why do, why do you feel different? Well, I was, you can be like that, man. You're not married, man. Like, I'm in, like, steel cage. Like, I'm, I'm not, we're not going anywhere. I can't, like, waste time, like, being angry about, like, giving some, a little piece of food off the plate. Like, I came in yesterday. I had bought some, bought some popcorn. You know, she's just sitting there, pop, bag of popcorn's empty. You know, I should probably be really mad about that. You know, especially because she's like, oh, I'm going to get some tomorrow. You know, that was two days ago. She didn't go to the store. She go to the store today. You know, she she doesn't even have a car to go to the store. I know she's not going to get the, the, the other popcorn, but I can't get mad, though. All right, but, you like, know? what if she's taking food directly off your plate? And mind you, it's, like, the last bit of food off your plate. Like, she takes the end. She takes the last family. Like, whole time, no, she ready see, to get she yeah. ready to get chin checked real quick. I don't be, I do yeah. not condone... Domestic violence, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just saying, like, you know, Chin Chin Rooker, that's, that's, that's valid off this, this, that. You that's gotta, you're supposed to give her the last bit. That's Shit. like a love test. You, you fell that love test. Nope. You know, it just depends, man. Like, you know, depends what you're, what you're looking for. You know, but. Like, uh, it, I, nah, nah, I'm sorry. That ain't, like, for the kids out there, I'm gonna help y'all understand. That's like getting a brand new toy. And someone just playing with the shit last. How you about to feel? Like, that's your toy. You know, like, I understand sharing, but damn, like, you you kind of want to have your own toy. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I at the sounds, end of the day. That sounds selfish to me, man. Selfish know. my ass. Whatever. We're going to slide at <laughs> halftime. Go to quarter three. Go to head out here. Piss me off. <laughs> I mean, no, it's whatever. Do your thing. I mean, what do you want me to say? Fair I'm pay to play. Quarter <laughs> <laughs> uh, three, ladies. <laughs> Fair pay to play. Fair pay to play. How do you feel about California being like so gung-ho about paying their athletes? Man, I think that's great. Mm. I just want to see how they're going to do it, but I definitely think it should be done. So, you know? Do you think the NCAA is going to cancel all of California from the NCAA tournament? I mean, if, if they do think, that, like, why don't right. they just play their own tournament, you know? Like, well, what's that going to mean, though? All what's that going to mean is you get the best athletes because you're paying, you know? So mm-hmm. you're going to have all these great players that people are going to want to see. So you'll get some media deal, you know? If you're in California, you get the Pac-10 network or something, you know, they'll, they'll make some money. But will it make more money than... The NCAA, like, how long will that really so, start to overtake the NCAA? Because it can overtake next year if if Zion Williamson, um, you know, all you know, Cam Reddish, you know, if they all went to um, play in these California schools, mm-hmm. and the, these the NCAA said you California schools can't play in the, in the uh, in March Madness, you know, they would form their own tournament and everybody would watch that. Instead of watching who, like who would you watch? Who would you have watched in the NCAA? If uh, but the fact of the matter is, but the fact of the matter is, they didn't go to a, like UCLA or any or any California squad. Like they went to Duke. 
they go to UNC, they go to Kentucky. Like those are the teams that are actually more prominent. Now I'll give you credit, and I hope that players get actually they start to get a paycheck. But and I know North Carolina is a is a state that's actually trying to push for that. Which yes, I'm a Blue Devils fan, so that <laughs> fucking works for me, baby. But in the meantime, between time, I don't see California eclipsing Duke, UNC, Kentucky, UVA, Louisville, Syracuse, like those type of like those type of schools. You know, like it, they they haven't been doing shit before, so I don't see why they'd be doing shit now. And it, that state itself is not going to eclipse the entire March Madness. It can't. It can't. Like March Madness is ingrained heavily in the United States. It's not going yeah. away that easily, so. But you'll still make some money, though. Like you'll you, make you'll money. Still, you'll like, make money. All right, you might not make get the March Madness money, but there's lots of other money to be made. Like, it, whether the state of California just forms their own athletic conference, you know, like you know, and then they, you know, they still have all the same games. They still have thirty games a year, mm-hmm. you know, and you have like some kind of TV deal. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't really need the NCAA. You know? But then what's to stop a player from going overseas and just playing and making a paycheck and sending money over to their family, nothing. which is what they more than likely need? Yeah, nothing. Nothing so stopping you at all. But it's just so like if you're here, you know, the, the, at least the thought process has always been like whether it's like for like the D League or before that the CBA, G League and all this stuff. Like if you're playing here, you have a better chance of getting called up to the NBA. Mm. So that's valuable in itself, just being here, being closer to everybody, you know, like. I mean, you know. Like so you some, think being over here, you, you say playing in in college has a better chance of dra- like translating to the NBA as opposed to overseas? Yeah, it's definitely more of a easier. It's easier. It's more of a short shot, definitely. Like your so chances. So what about what about, for example, Lamelo Ball currently being projected as the number one draft pick, but yet he's been playing overseas for the last couple of years no. now. You're right. And it, Brandon Jennings was a high draft pick as well, same as Mario Zonia. Uh, Christoph Porzingis, those players, those look at uh, Doncic, like those type of players were playing all overseas. Uh, you even have Christoph. Porz- I mean, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Giannis. I mean, Giannis you can list all of the yeah, you, overseas like, yeah, players. Yeah, you know, but you know, I'm gonna I dropped off five. I mean, yeah, okay, don't get agitated. I dropped off five. I mean, but no, you're not like that. Doesn't matter. Like you know, you're right. There are lots of overseas players. No, but, 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 but the easy, the shortest in- shot is you cannot say that like every year there's an NBA draft. There are two rounds. Mm-hmm. What percentage are coming from college and what percentage are coming from like you know overseas? That you know? is, and then point. you're talking about like one group of co- like you can just pick a college and you'll get you know somewhere around the same level of exposure at any college that's in the NCAA. Like right? mm-hmm. you know you see guys going from San Diego State or anywhere like that. Like, if you go to the wrong team in Slovakia or Australia, you know, that could be, that's like, you know, you actually have to pick the right situation when you go overseas, mm. you know. So it's a lot of, you know, I'm not saying that that's not a good route to go, but a lot of these guys that you're talking about, like Brandon Jennings, LaMelo Ball, like, they were going to be pros no matter where they went, you know. So, I mean, that's, those are like outliers, you know, but show me some guy that, like, you know, he could have went to Clemson. He was maybe like a, you know, a marginal six eight. You know, athletic, can dribble a little bit. And he went overseas instead of going to Clemson. And now he's in the league. You know, like you don't really see that very often. You know, so just saying, it's more of a short shot. But, but maybe it's a different trend now. 
Like, cause the NBA is starting to take more of a European. Or have, not sorry, is has been taking more of a European style to to the way the game is played well, now. I, so playing overseas may have more of a benefit as opposed to playing in the collegiate level. You also get a little more competition because these are grown men as opposed to playing against college guys. Like, realistically, they're playing against people my size. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm 6'2", 6'3", buck seventy on a good day. If anybody out there trying to look for a little combo guard, you boys out here, I can get a bucket every once in a while. And I'm a decent passer. But that's what they're playing against. So they're going to dominate more than likely. Like, Maybe overseas gives you better competition. Yeah, but if you think about it, though, what you just said, that's a different, that's a more difficult path to like multi million dollars. So, which path would you pick? Would you pick one? I'd pick the path that led to the most recent rookie of the years. So, you talking about Luka Doncic? Come on, man, he was born in Slovakia, Slovenia, Slovakia. Okay, like, so. All right. The man played overseas. He got the exposure. Like, there are quality players over, from overseas. And you can learn from that. Like, think about it. So, when you have a kid, you're going to move him to, like, Slovakia when he's, like, 14. If my, kid's as, if my kid's athleticism is top-notch like that and we can gain more skill over there, you damn skip his ass. <laughs> going to take his ass over to the All right, man. For I'm at least a year. I'll come visit, man. I'm looking forward Facts, to that. Like, hey, here's the thing. All right. It, if it's a if it's a legit investment and that's worthwhile, then yes, I would make that move. Same with if the collegiate level finally gets on board with the NBA and they start partnering up and yeah. you start paying these kids like they should. I damn skip me would put my kid in college. It's the best move for the kid. Mm-hmm. If the kid can also make a best move and help the parents, cool. If not, focus on the child. That's number one. So <laughs> like like that that's just, that's just it is what it is. So I'm just saying, bro. Like. We go, we we go, we go, we we go slide on in the quarter four, and that can go on for days. Um, all right, so Team USA, I know, um, I know they lost. I know they lost, kind of bad. Um, like the worst ranking I think since what oh four or something like that. Yeah, man. So, do you think this current team needs major adjustments, or do you think they just need like two? Two little all stars, real quick. Yeah, so I man, they it looked pretty bad out there to be honest, man. Like, um, so I, I watched that France game, and they just had a better team out there. You know, they had and they had Rudy Gobert, I think Evan Fournier and Frank Nakina. Um, yeah, not even really. He doesn't even really get much playing time for the Knicks anymore, and so they need they need something. They need to have a better team out there than that. You know, and they couldn't guard anyone. I mean, they definitely. I don't. I, I. It's hard to imagine that many of these guys that played in this round would really be on the Olympic team, if we even got like you know, I mean, you know, like the top would be twenty guys. I don't even think these were like really top twenty NBA guys. I mean, maybe Kimba Walker, he might be around that the bottom side of that twenty. Donovan Mitchell. His potential, uh, Donovan Mitchell is uh, all all team first team all potential, you know, but I mean I don't think so. But like, that's another topic for another day. I actually think we really just needed two all stars, and 
I really would like to sub in somebody else for Kimba. Uh, Kimba actually when I I saw Kimba in two critical games, and Kimba did not perform well that yeah. second to last game at all. Worth a damn! Like the man looked pure ass. Yeah. And, but but you say two all stars, but like we need three players that are better than those three players. You know what I mean? At a minimum. Like you we we a, lost to Australia. You take. You know a we need guys that are better than Bogut. Uh, you know, so I mean, we need more than two all stars, right? You, t- no, you need if you had a Steph and an AD, you're covered. The reason why I say that, hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on. Reason why I say that, the biggest threat that we had was the was ourselves. We couldn't shoot the three worth shit. So you just had two people. Only one of them can shoot threes. No, Anthony, so Davis, Anthony Davis can shoot threes as well. Not that well. And he, he, can, he can make a three every now and, and he then. Can, He's and not a shooter. Man. And he can also defend the interior. So yeah, you that, do need Anthony Davis for that. But so, I mean, yeah, that, but you need, more, Go- you need to have more than that. Well, Rudy Gobert was the reason why they got a lot of second chance points. And he was killing us, like, on the offense, on, on yeah, the glass. Yeah. And was getting a lot of putbacks. Yeah. Anthony Davis kind of... He was kinda, position down there with no one who could guard him. Exactly. He's, Anthony he's Davis... He's Harrison Barnes in. Anthony Davis can nullify that. Miles Turner was cool, but, eh, you know, he's a backup on the... He was on hurt that, or something, on, right? I don't know. He just didn't look that well. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I need him to take he's, another He's step. second team off potential. Yeah, Miles like, Turner. I, he could be a really good player. I just need him to do a lot more work. Because he, he can stretch the floor out. He can defend decently. Like, the man led the season in blocks. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of need him to show his potential more. Like, I know when I had 2K and I picked, like, a franchise player, my, he was my franchise player. Yeah. Like, show your potential, big fella. That's that's all I'm saying. But I don't think we need that much reconstruction to the Team USA. You also got to remember, too, we didn't have Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. So that's some scoring option right there that's gone. And Jason yeah. Tatum Jason last Tatum year. Jason Tatum was big. Yeah, was and big. Jason Tatum led the league in three-point percentage or was close to it as a yeah. rookie. Is like So I'm just saying, like, that's yeah. three-point percentage you, gone. You could have two All-Stars plus Jason Tatum, you know. But I, I, I would be surprised if Jason Tatum's not an All-Star, you know, by I can 2020. See him, uh, by, by next year? Yeah, next year. I can see him not being one. Um, he's got to be one this year or else he sucks. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he sucks. Nah, he, why? Why you say that? Because he can still put the Celtics are a more balanced team. You gotta remember too; they have Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Kimball Walker, and they have uh, Ennis Cantor. I know Ennis Cantor's not a big threat, but Let's he can see. still put up double digits, so, which means that the offensive. When I say he sucks, I don't mean he's you know garbage. I'm just saying he's not who he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be perennial All Star, Jason Tatum. So it shouldn't matter like who's on his team. But this is Kobe year. was a Kobe was an all star. He didn't even start. This was his, but this is third year though. Yeah, like, like he should have. Like if he really should have been an all like start, lost all star last year. Like coming uh, into the year, I'm saying coming into the year, everyone expected him to be an all star, you know. And then things kind of they their team really underperformed. So you know he he didn't make it. And then they had the Gordon Hayward type thing, which. You know, and uh, you know, if your point is like he still has the Gordon Hayward situation that might hold him back, uh, yeah, that's a valid point. And you also have the forward category too, because you gotta think you have other forwards in the East that might still play there. Like you got Siakam, who's gonna get a lot of votes because of Canada. You got um, Chris Middleton. You have a um, damn Aaron Gordon. Like you're gonna have players like that who are gonna get voted in. It's gonna take some time. So, 
like he'll he, he could get voted in and, and maybe he'll bypass Aaron Gordon. I think he'll have an ability he has the ability to be an all star. Mm-hmm. Don't take me don't do not get me wrong. But yeah. it might be a little tough considering the fact that he's gonna have to fight out with his teammates to emerge as the best option on the team. I think he is. Yeah. But like honestly I think he is. I think Kimba I think Kimba's eventually after this year, I think Kimba's gonna be an issue. Yeah. I mean, I think they still have very similar issue uh, that they did last year with the whole Gordon Hayward situation. Because when you pay someone that much money, mm-hmm. you can't just like, you know, they they really need to like set him aside and let Jason Tatum develop. But they paid Hayward so much money, like he has to be out there. I think know? Hayward can be a second or third option, which on that team he has the luxury of being because Kimba can be a second option right now. Jason can learn to be yeah, the first option. Yeah. Exactly. And then eventually he can officially be the third option because now Jalen Brown has more time with Jalen next year needs to become the second option after Jason Tatum. Kimba needs to slide to that third or fourth along with Gordon Hayward, which I think Gordon could be third. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it just sounds like, I guess they, he really needs to make a move. I mean, maybe the problem is he needs to either get rid of Jalen Brown or uh, Jason Tatum. No. You gotta flip something because like the Boston Celtics went from a really prominent team, like everyone thought they were gonna be the next Golden State Warriors, mm-hmm. to now a I what should we do move team? Like, yeah, did, I wonder. So, do you think Jason Tatum is a two or a three? I think he's a three, but yeah. I actually he's not. He can, he's not physical enough to. Be I'm gonna say a, he's uh, a tweener. He's yeah. a tweener. I think he. If he played too, he needs to be more locked. He needs to be like he needs to learn from Clay. Yeah, because like, I don't. I question his uh, ability to like move his feet like on defense as a two. Well, I think as a as a three or a two, I think he reminds me of a Rudy Gay and a Kobe. Yeah, well, that's, he, that's a very big that's a very big gap. Well, I mean, in terms that's like of like saying Hakeem Jackson or the Kobe. Well, no, no it's ridiculous. Don't be, don't be, disrespectful, dude. But like, but the reason why I say this is like he. But I said that's a really, that's a really big gap. Like, it is. And Jason Tatum would probably try to punch you in the face for comparing him to Rudy Gay. Like, well, Rudy Gay was a big time scorer, and his frame is quite similar to Jason Tatum. I'm sorry, Jason Tatum's frame yeah. is quite similar to Rudy Gay's. And Rudy Gay was also an all-star. Let's not get that twisted. So, I think that is a nice comparison. Yeah. And then with Kobe, you have the mentality. You have that mid-range game that he has. Plus, a, a more developed three game. So, yeah. he could have that. I just don't think his athleticism is quite there. Whereas, he might be more on par with a Rudy Gay. That's why I say that. Yeah. So, Jason, if you're listening, but, uh, shout outs one and two. But I, I think back. I think for Jason Tatum, that's, like, where he doesn't want to fall into, like, that, like, you know. Because I think Rudy Gay is a, you know, really talented player, you know. But he just seemed to never really have that, like, last bit of, like, you know, whatever it is to, like, push his team over the top. So, it's kind of hard to, I don't know, because he, he seemed to be moved around a lot, you know. And you would think someone of his talent like wouldn't would be more. Yeah, but uh, they teams would be more interested in keeping him. But he had a large stint with the Grizzlies. Let's not get that twisted too. So that was a nice little team, and they eventually moved on with Zach Randolph and uh, Mark Gasol because they felt like for some reason it would be a little better. But I mean, he he was a prominent role in that team, so that that's still a good comparison. Which eventually Jason Tatum's going to have to develop playmaking more. And more of a leadership style because 
anybody can be six eight and score the ball. Mm-hmm. So that can be your like his skill set can be replicated. He's gonna have to get more. He's gonna have to get better on defensive end, playmaking, and leadership yeah. in the next couple of years, or else he's gonna be an average player. And this Tatum we were talking about, mm-hmm. Tatum. yeah, yeah, I really like his uh, his skill set though. Like you know, that's what I mean. Like it would be hard to imagine him just like falling off and not becoming a perennial all star. I don't see it either, but you know, it is what it is. Like, we'll, time will tell. Yeah. Time will tell. But yeah, um, I think we'll go ahead and close it out then, Akima. Did you have anything else you wanted to say to the people? Uh, no, thanks for having me. Uh, look forward to coming back one day. I appreciate it. Appreciate you. If I sound a little saucy, that's because I am, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all ain't saucy. Oh, I'm lit. You already know. Oh, you already yeah, know what time man. it is. I'm an old dude. Uh, Nah, he out here. He out here, too. He out here, too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank hey, you. Ain't out here. What the hell's <laughs> I ain't out nowhere. <laughs> now, thank you all for having us. Snitch. <laughs> Seeker snitching on here. Why, why are you making this such a big deal? See, if you comp, see, if you had played it down, no one would have known. See, you good. I ain't see. out here. What do you mean? It's nothing to play <sighs> down. See? <laughs> all right. You guys trying to get me in trouble. I don't know what the hell he's talking about, man. All right, this man. It is what it is. Trey Wilder. All right. <laughs> Alright, ladies and gentlemen. See you. I'm gonna freestyle on the next podcast. Nah, oh, you are? Not me. Alright. Alright, see y'all.